Hey, thanks for joining us for another message from the City Church. We're a local church in Mississauga, Ontario, gathering in community as we move closer to Jesus. We hope this message from our lead pastor, Brent Coulter, encourages you wherever you're joining us from today. City Church family, I miss you guys. I can't uh, wait to see you again and give you hugs and handshakes if they're still legal uh, by the next time we get to see each other. Uh, whenever we do get to worship together again physically, uh, just know that our team is planning and discussing about our space. I know it's still a little ways off uh, right now, but whenever we return, it's going to be safe, uh, spacious, and a sanitized environment. But I'm looking forward to that. But until that moment when we can actually get together physically. It is great to be able to gather with you um, on a Sunday morning. Um, you know, this series we have called Time Travelers, and really the, the premise of this series is to talk about the idea that isn't actually possible, but the idea of time travel. When we watch a movie about time travel and just discuss this idea, and people want to say, what would you say to your 16-year-old self, or what would you say to this person going past, you know, backward in time or forward in time and thinking about this idea? And a lot of times we think about this idea because we want to change something about time, or we want to change ourselves. And so this is all of what this series is all about. And what I would say about time is that we are living in a time. It's just a very amazing moment in history, and it continues um, as in this last stretch of what is it now, about 12 weeks. There's been so many things happened, and today I am hopeful because of the gospel. There's possibly some moment in the last 12 or 13 weeks or so where the world could look like a hopeless place. I don't know if you felt that. A couple times I felt that. Um, but today I believe we can be hopeful because of Jesus. And let me explain to you why. First Peter chapter 1 verse 19 says, but with the precious blood of Christ, like a lamb without blemish or spot, he was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. So the premise of the, the scripture is that God did something out of time for those of us that exist in time, that Jesus came, the lamb slain before the foundation of the earth, the sacrifice made for us, so that in this moment when we have our faith and hope in God, that that relationship is meaningful and powerful in this moment in time. So God did something out of time for times just like this. And, you know, there are things happening in the world. And there are things that are happening because these things are happening in the world. They are happening and affecting people in our church family. And some of these issues that are happening in the world have been affecting many in our church family for a lifetime. You know, 76 years ago and one day, and we're watching this on the 7th, was D-Day part of World War II, and I'm sure you've seen some movies about D-Day. And I would say about D-Day that it was a pivotal moment in history that changed the world forever. 
And I feel like right now is one of those moments in time. And as I was driving to the church today to talk about this message, I was reminded about two or three weeks ago when the world was very different and I had, uh, I believe now was a God-inspired idea to do a series about time and, and time traveling and, and what that might mean for us because, man, we are living in a moment of time. And I would say we are watching history unfold on our streets and through our phones and TV screens. And I'm hopeful that we we can be hopeful that this can be a tipping point for real change in the world as it relates to racial injustice. I feel like I'm watching God's hand at work in all of these situations of time that are coming to a head in our world. I want to be part of the positive change that is happening because I believe at its core this moment is gospel-inspired change where everyone is equally valuable in the sight of God. I, I'm terribly sad that this most re recent catalyst for all of this situation was a senseless murder of a black man in the streets of the U.S. But I'm simultaneously hopeful that this tragedy can lead to God-inspired change and healing and reconciliation and necessary broad societal change. This is a specific moment in time. Now, when we think about the word time, you know, we just use it in English as a singular word, time. But in the Greek language, that, which the New Testament was written, there was actually two different words for the word time. Um, and there are two, the two, these two different Greek words are chronos, the first one. And that's just the ticking of time. That's the most familiar that we use. Um, and, you know, chronology, the word chronology comes from this. And it's kind of just basic measurement of time. In other words, what time is it? And, and we're measuring time. And the second one is kairos, and it is a fixed time, the right time. And I love this, this definition, the decisive epoch waited for. It's a very specific moment of time that God is doing something in a moment of time. And we can see these two different words used in Titus chapter 1, verse 1, and it's this. Paul, a servant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to further the faith of God's elect and their knowledge and the truth that leads to godliness, in the hope of eternal life, which God, who does not lie, promised before the beginning of time, chronos, and which is now his appointed season, kairos. He has brought to light through the preaching entrusted to me by the command of God our Savior. Now in different translations, the word time is just used twice, but in the original Greek, it's two different words, chronos, chronology, the ticking of time, the telling of time, and then kairos, an appointed season, the due time, the right time, now is the time. And I would say that we would, uh, you know, with, with our children, sometimes we'd go to our children's room and, and their, their room is a mess or their bed isn't made. And we're like, hey, we need to clean this up. And they would say, yeah, you know, no, I'm going to get to it sometime today. And we're going to like, no, now is the time, an appointed time, the due time, the right time. There's profound history-making and painful situations happening on the present moment of our timeline, chronos in the world and in the homes of families and individuals in our church family. In the world and in our, our church family, I'm saddened 
chronos, about the pain people are feeling and experiencing because of racism. And I'm also hopeful, kairos, that this could be an appointed time, a tipping point, as I said, of change in our nation and the world as the whole world, uh, as the whole world hears the heartbeat of God for equality for all people. I'm frustrated that in the world and in our church family, Kronos, people are dying from a global pandemic. People are losing their loved ones and, and, and they're losing their employment and their relationships are in disarray. And I'm also expectant, Kairos, because I know God is good and he takes negative situations and he turns them for good. He provides the necessary grace and comfort for the moment, and he carries me with his loving arms. Many are hurting, chronos, and brokenhearted because of what they've experienced because of racism. But kairos, God heals the brokenhearted and is close to us in our pain. Kronos. Some are feeling emotional pain because loved ones and friends are being diagnosed with terrible diseases. But Kairos, I know Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our pains, grief and sorrow, and there is healing. Healing for my soul and healing for my body. In a famous portion of scripture in the book of Ecclesiastes, we see this idea delineated about all of these different things that can happen on our timeline. Ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1 says this, For everything there is a season, for every time a matter under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal. A time to break down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. We will experience all of these things on our timeline, chronos. But what these verses are not saying, if we look through uh, these verses uh, through the grid of the New Testament, is that God brings all of these things into our timeline. God is not bringing all of these things into our chronos. But on the timeline that we're living, God has kairos, a response for all of these things. The perfect response for the moment. The perfect season. And it is the kairos, the kairos moment that I want us to embrace as a church family. Even if what I described might not affect you personally. In this real difficult chronos moment in the world. The horrific nature of the effects of racism and the aftermath in the U.S. and the subsequent light that has been turned upon racism that exists in our nation. But, thank God, Kairos. Conversations have begun and are being continued so we as a society and the body of Christ can move forward to be part of the healing process and the real necessary change that needs to play take place so the injustice experienced because of racism can be blotted out. Where many have felt the pains of racial injustice all throughout our country, Kronos, Kairos, we the church and individual Christ followers should desire to help bring healing and empathy where ra racism has created wounds and deep emotional scars. 
kairos. We want to be a loving church family where people feel loved and celebrated regardless of their skin color. Kairos. We want to be in a posture of learning so we can hear and be transformed, so we can be part of the necessary transformation in our nation. So for those of us that might not have experienced racism directly as an individual, what can we do? Kairos, we can listen to someone's personal story who has faced racism. Listen to hear, not just to respond. James chapter 1 verse 19 says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger, for the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Kairos, let's learn. What someone else in the family or is feeling or has felt as the result of racism. Kairos, let's lean in. Let's be part of the solution. Let's find where God wants to use us to bring his kingdom to the world. Kairos, let's love. Allow the love of God to flow to one another as a road to healing. Listen, learn, lean in, and love. And I believe all of those are a Kairos moment for us. Kronos, others in our church family have lost loved ones to coronavirus and other diseases. Kairos, we pray for God's comfort for the Holy, from the Holy Spirit for you. We are here for you as a church family. We know God will continue to help you and be with you on your grieving journey. Kronos, others in our church family have lost employment and experience ongoing difficulties in their relationships. Kairos, we pray that God restore the loss and give you wisdom for restoration. We want to support you and journey with you. Kronos, other, others in our church family have been diagnosed with diseases. Kairos, we pray for you to experience God's healing power. We pray for wisdom for the physicians and medical practitioners. We are with you. In the church family, if one of these things touches us, they touch us all. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 26 says this, If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. God sends us out into the fields of hurting humanity. We cannot carry all of this pain. He doesn't ask us to. But Kairos, he carried it for us on the cross. We can step into the void, offer a listening ear, a learning posture, a comforting stance, a grace-filled heart, earnest prayers, love-filled words, and sincere actions. Matthew chapter 9 from the ministry of Jesus. And went, Jesus went through all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray 
earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers in his harvest field. See, God calls us all to his compassion. Jesus is out there and he's looking out at the crowd and he's seeing the crowd differently than the disciples saw the crowd. So Jesus is seeing with the eyes of compassion, not just a person, but he's seeing with the eyes of compassion what they're facing, what they're going through. And then he sent the disciples out the very next chapter and he's sending us out workers in the harvest field, sensitive to the pain of others. And he's desiring, uh, he's desiring us to be used by God to bring his kingdom into someone else's life. Church family, I believe this is a kairos moment for us because of the outside chronos moments in our collective timeline. God, because of the finished work of Jesus, has provided for us in this time, the chronos, the power for you and I to step into this pivotal moment, kairos, empowered by his spirit, full of his wisdom, aware of his promises, filled with his grace, so that we can become the hands and feet of Jesus, not in our own strength, but in his to fulfill his purposes. Acts chapter 13 verse 36 says this, For David, after he served the purposes of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid with his fathers and saw corruption. That just means he died. And this is what I want us to do, church family, individual Christ followers, is that we should desire to serve the purposes of God in this generation, on the chronology of this moment of our timeline. God has a kairos purpose for us to walk into. He's giving us his power. He's giving us his grace so that we can walk out and make a difference in the world. Let's serve the purposes of God in this moment. And see, one of the things that we see there in Matthew chapter 9, Jesus talked to his disciples about praying. And this is a thing I think that's so important for us to do as a church right now. Man, we have to go to prayer. We need to be praying for the world, for the necessary transformation that needs to take place in our world. We need to pray for our elected leaders. We need to pray for our decision makers. We need to pray for all of those who are affecting the choices of society. And then also we need to pray for ourselves. We need to pray for one another because we are all somewhere on the chronology of a timeline. We are, we are facing things and we are going these things through these things together as a church family. And as humanity. And so what I should be praying for in this moment is God, what is my Kairos calling in this pivotal Kronos moment? God, what are you calling me to do? Not just somebody else, not just an elected leader, not just a decision maker somewhere else, not just somebody on the TV, but God, what is it that you're calling me to do in this pivotal moment of history? Because I want to be part of what you're doing. I want to be part of the healing that you are bringing to the world. So let's just take a moment and pray for that. Father God, we just thank you today. We pray for this moment in time. 
for all that you are doing in the world. And, and as it unfolds, God, we, we, we continue to pray for your will to be done. We pray, Lord, for healing and restoration and reconciliation. We pray, Lord, for healing for people's bodies. We pray for healing of people's emotions. And God, we pray that you would send us out into the sea of hurting humanity, that we want to do what you want us to do in this moment of time. And God, we know that you are with us to help us and we just love you and we thank you so much for that. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if you are watching us today, maybe the live broadcast or a replay of this, and you have never taken a first step in your relationship with God, this is your Kairos moment. This is an appointed time for you to start your relationship with God. You know, God loves you so much and he cares about you. And he actually wants to have a relationship with you. And the scripture teaches us so clearly the only way that we have a relationship with God is not by trying to become a perfect person, or, or fixing ourselves up. We can't fix ourselves up and we aren't perfectly moral. And it's, it's not trying to create some sort of religious avenue to God where I'm climbing the mountain. God know that God has come off of the mountain with Jesus and he's made a way for us to have a relationship with him. So if you're watching today and you have never taken uh, that step to say yes to Jesus, I'm going to pray a prayer here in a second. I invite you to pray along with me. Or maybe you're watching today and maybe you're just frustrated with all of the moments that are happening in the world. And you might have feel like you've lost hope, that we can regain our hope in Christ that he is the hope of the world. And when we put our trust in him, that he will be walking through the chronology of time with us, helping us every step of the way. So you pray along with me as well. Let's all bow our heads as we're watching. God, today we thank you for Jesus. We thank you that he lived a sinless life. We thank you that he died on the cross and you raised him from the dead so that I could have a relationship with you. So today I say yes to that relationship. God, I call you my father. Jesus, I call you my Lord. God, I purpose to follow after your ways. I thank you for salvation today. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Hey, if that's you today, we celebrate with you. If you're watching the live feed uh, of this broadcast right now, there's a place for you in the chat uh, to click that to let us know that you made that decision to follow Jesus. We are so excited about that. Someone from our team just wants to connect with you and give you some resources, let you know uh, a little bit more about our church. Hey, if you're watching this from some other location, you also click that and let us know. We would love to actually help you find a local church wherever you at so that when we are able to meet physically again, whether it's here or somewhere else, that you have a local family of believers to attend with. And if you're watching the replay of this message, uh, shoot us an email at info at thecitychurch.ca or if you send us a DM on Instagram, we would love to connect with you and just send you some resources that will help you on your journey of faith. Church family, this is our Kairos moment. Let's step into it.
Our team has one more worship song for us as we finish today. I love you. Thank you for taking the time to listen in. Be sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for other messages. For more content from The City Church or to connect with us, visit us at thecitychurch.ca or find us on Facebook or Instagram at citychurchgta. Thanks again for joining us.